Welcome to Back of the Rack, a gaming video cast about games long neglected and not respected, games that everyone's heard of or hated, or no one's heard of and loved. We play the games in between the essentials and the awana, but mostly, we play what we want on this podcast. Thank you for listening on podcast platforms or watching on YouTube, which we consider to be the optimal way to experience our content. Join our Discord where you can talk with us and others about Back of the Rack games. Make sure to like and comment on our videos and leave good reviews for podcast feeds because your feedback and engagement is the fuel that keeps us going. We hope everyone watching and listening is doing great and we thank you for joining us today on another episode. Starting off, we will introduce this month's game with a scripted segment giving you all the details. Then we'll go into our unscripted thoughts about the game shortly after. I'm Bendez and with me as always is Sandy. So without further ado, please enjoy. No More Heroes is a third-person action-adventure game released in North America on January 22, 2008 at the height of the Nintendo Wii's popularity. Under Goichi Suda's eccentric direction, No More Heroes was developed by Grasshopper Manufacturer, having just developed Killer7 and the 25th Ward, The Silver Case, two years prior in 2008. In No More Heroes, you take control of Travis Touchdown, the otaku assassin, in a free-roaming fictional world called Santa Destroy. After defeating the assassin ranked number 11, the Drifter, players guide Travis through the open world where he must climb to the top of the United Assassins Association ranking after being convinced that he can take the number one spot by Sylvia, a cryptic and indifferent French agent of the UAA. Each battle for each ranking has a hefty fee. To account for this, players must take on assassination missions that involve killing specific targets or a number of targets, or taking on side jobs like pumping gas, hurting cats, or picking up trash for the game's currency, LB dollars. Each rank battle climbs in difficulty with few exceptions. No More Heroes provides players with multiple ways to make Travis stronger, from training at the local dojo under his master Thunder Ryu, in which players can pay LB to initiate quick time events that increase Travis's strength and vitality, to searching Santa Destroy for Lavakov balls to learn new techniques from the drunken Russian Randall Lavakov. Originally planned for the Xbox 360, development shifted to the Wii because of what could be capable with its unique control scheme that could make use of Travis's beam katana, like using motion controls to swap between the fast but weak high stance and the strong but slow low stance, as well as control Travis's Akira-inspired motorcycle. Grasshopper manufacturer embraced the Wii Remote's motion controls and tied it into many parts of the No More Heroes experience. What really makes Travis's combat style stand out though is his combination of wielding a beam katana and utilizing wrestling moves in the form of quick time events to finish off foes. With blood-soaked screens, severed limbs, and split torsos, No More Heroes added much-needed color and violence to the otherwise family-oriented Wii game library. While Santa Destroy is an open world, the specific stages for each rank battle are linear, consisting of tight corridors like the subway and high school or large arenas like the baseball stadium. Players can find health and battery pickups, coins, and wrestling masks in each stage. Where No More Heroes really shines is in its boss battles, otherwise known as rank battles. Each ranked assassin you face is given a unique flavor making them feel distinct. Some you face head on, others you might have to traverse a landscape in order to reach them for the final blow. From fighting on a beach minefield to performing a magic show, the 10 assassins you face are the embodiment of the auteur style of Goichi Suda and the Grasshopper manufacturer team. 
Being the third game in the trilogy, dubbed the Sword Action Trilogy, consisting of Samurai Shampoo's Sidetracked and Blood Plus One Night Kiss, No More Heroes went above and beyond spawning two direct sequels and a spin-off after receiving critical and commercial acclaim for its first entry. Many of Goichi Suda's, aka Suda51's, creative taste were referenced within the game, which would become an overarching fourth wall breaking theme for No More Heroes. Travis is based on Johnny Knoxville from Jackass fame. Sylvia is based around Scarlett Johansson, and the actual title being a reference to one of Suda's favorite albums. With the help from super team of Yusuke Kozaki, known for character designs from Fire Emblem, costume designer Okama, and Shigeto Koyama of Eureka 7 and Studio Trigger fame, led to critically positive reception. X-Play called it the best Wii game of the first half of 2008. It was awarded the best Wii game at the 2008 Spike Video Game Awards. Critics lamented the open world for feeling bland, repetitive gameplay and stating the repetition and lack of substance behind the flash as one of the problems holding the game back. The game, though met with high critical praise, didn't sell well in Japan. So deciding the casual nature of the Wii's demographic as a blessing and a curse, selling only 25,000 units in Japan. The West, on the other hand, adored the game, selling a total of 300,000 units in Europe and America combined almost guaranteeing a sequel to be greenlit. The game was later re-released on PS3 with PlayStation Move support and controller support before the sequel, with much needed quality of life features as well as boss battles against characters from the second game. That also did not sell well. The legacy of Travis's adventure led to Western mainstream introduction to Suda51 and his zany style of games. The success of No More Heroes allowed Suda51 to collaborate with a longtime fan of No More Heroes, James Gunn, on Lollipop Chainsaw. James Gunn himself later stated that Harley Quinn's design was in Suicide Squad was based off Bad Girl of the formerly named title. All right, uh, presentation. As always, uh, me and Sandy go through a thought table of uh, three key pillars uh, of a game. Presentation, story, and gameplay. So, Sandy, since you love this game so much and have so much to say, I want to, and I, I really want to hear what your thoughts are because, like, Initially, when we started back in the rack, it always felt like we would be talking about the game more extensively as we're playing it. But ultimately, what we do is play it and stay quiet about it until we both finish it. And then we just fucking word vomit on the podcast. Dead so ass. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Let's go. I've been trying not to word vomit <laughs> to you. Like, I've caught myself and been like, wait a minute. Let me not indivisible him right now. Let me shut the <laughs> yeah. fuck up. Let me it's just so, let him it enjoy sucks. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it does, but like I, you kind of understand it now that you've beaten it. Like this game is unique, and I think that's like the biggest thing about it. Like it, we always say it oozes style, but like this is the game that like genuinely oozes style. And I think I'm going to reference a lot of the like future games without trying to give any context to like spoilers or anything like that. But like all of the games in the No More Heroes franchise oozes styles from. Travis Strikes Again switching to an arcade game and having, like, visual novels to No More Heroes 3 having musical chairs and rap numbers. Like, this game and just this series in general is just wonky in a good way. Like, it feels like a video game, even though the story can make it feel not like it's Like, the story could have easily been put in, like, a Sony AAA game and been fucking lame. But because of like the rest of the story, like having like this random J-pop song just play all the time when you go shopping, like it's just small things like that that just 
ease it up. Like rank nine when you're playing baseball with enemy goons before you fight the final ball, like the boss of that level. Like it doesn't make any sense, but it works. And that's the best part about this game. The style, you think? Yes. Let, yeah, let's ping pong off, off that just because this game is I love and hate its style. Like, I love that it's so in your face about doing like there's nothing consistently visual or visually consistent about everything it does. So I'll give you two examples, obviously, or one example, Persona 5, like with its UI, its color scheme, like everything feels like it's in place and it's coherent. And then that's one way to do like style in a game. Right. And then here comes No More Heroes. Um, and it's just like all over the place, like from the menu, yeah. like the menus are like vintage, like arcade inspired. And then you have like these transitions that are like street art color. Like- yeah. Yeah. Like color inversions and you have different textures on them all the time. And like the menu UIs in his room, like yeah. it's just so <laughs> it's just the most all over the place game. And it feels like a visual uh, mixed bag, I would say. Uh, I you thought know, you were going to say clusterfuck. So no, similar. no, because it's not too overwhelming. And it feels like there is like some sort of coherent line through it. Yeah. Like I, I, I get that sense, but something straight too far off. Where, where you like, go is like, that? wait, how, how does that, how does that come? Yeah. Like the yeah, guy like, that's like, a brain that can shoot lasers. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought yeah, we I'm were like, just wait, niggas. How does that f- exactly. Yeah. There's exactly. And then. You can just see the inspiration everywhere visually on every part of the screen. And it's just really interesting to like play because you feel like at some point it feels like a parody of just culture, pop culture in general. Like it it feels like it's parodying, but also like paying homage to like 19 cinema or I'm sorry, 1970 cinema and like, um, you know, arcade classics and you know, specific people like Dirty Harry and like you're saying yeah. Johnny Knoxville and shit. So the pre- like it's just everywhere. And I I liked it only because I was like, well, what's next? I can't predict that it's going to look cool or yeah, it's going to look bad. What's next? You, you like know? you don't know what the next boss is going to bring to the table. Like the first mm-hmm. boss is so tame that you're like, OK, it's going to be a bunch of assassins. And then you get to the next boss. You're like, wait, OK. How much more crazy can this get? Because the first two bosses are pretty tame. And then it just keeps escalating until it goes back like the opposite spectrum to like tame again. But it all worked. But they're not. I I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) I mean, the game does a great job of like subverting your expectations visually and narratively, just thematically. Like it's like, oh, it's going to be. You know, like, especially when you're first playing, you're like, oh, I'm going to go save. And then you're saving in a toilet. Like, you take you're a sitting shit there, you're taking a shit. And then, like, the transition element for that is, like, toilet paper wrapping on the screen and then going away, you know. And then, um, <laughs> yes. And then, like, the in-game icons for, like, where you need to go to either save or maybe enter a building or – it's like this, like, pixel – heavy pixelized, like, giant – it just doesn't – it looks – it's an eyesore because it's like – it doesn't fit with the rest of the world. It's like that is so ugly. Like but the it's map, just like, you, did you actually like pause the game? I think this is like the first time I ever like paused the game 
like playing it and I was like, ah, what is this green shit? Get off my screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah, like the, yeah, like where it shows like his health meter and like that. Yeah, is like that what you're talking stats, about? Yeah. It's so, it's like, what is Why? <laughs> and it's like, it, on its own, it's cool. On its own. But like when you fit it into like the type of game it is, the way Travis looks, the color palette of the world, it's like, what? At the end of every boss that you fight, there's like this high score sort of like music that plays. Then it's like very yeah. Star Wars Astros. It's, it's like it's, it's like, like a Galaga, Galaga expired yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's just like your name rising to the ranks. And it's just like and it's borderline. Is this gonna switch into like a whole different game? And at some point it does. Yeah, and we can talk about like that with <laughs> gameplay later. But I think what is consistent though for sure are like the character designs. Um, I mean, something needs to, you know, give with that kind of stuff. And the just the way they all look is really like memorable. I wrote that it sort of feels like even though you don't get a lot from like the people like Dr. Naomi or um, Randall, the the drunken Russian, you don't get a lot from them. But you kind of feel like they have a story just the way they're positioned, just the way they kind of conversate or the little things they say to Travis. And I felt like that was just really like clever in just how they they've sort of crafted this world that looks this way and is so absurd. But these characters somehow still feel like in their place and that they belong here and that they're not like pulled from another game. It's like this, no, that's, this that, world it, it, feels like this would be it for them. Yeah. Yeah. This would be his un, uh, black market lightsaber dealer, this random big titty lady in an alleyway. Yeah, yeah, very, it's, I was watching, um, do you ever watch Red Letter Media? Sometimes. So I was watching their uh, review, or, uh, yeah, review of their, um, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 movie. Yeah. And they were just sort of talking about how, like, Ninja Turtles is one of those things where you can really do anything because the concept on its own is already so absurd, you know? Yeah, like, that it doesn't can, matter. Yeah, like the 1990s film is actually pretty dark and gritty the way it's filmed. The lighting, it, it tries to get pretty emotional. And then like the rest of the movies like start to get more jokey um, and more like kid friendly. Um, but then you have the cartoon, which is like very bright and sunny and obviously aimed at kids. And then you have the other cartoons that all sort of like morph them into something different. You have the Michael Bay movies where they're like rough and – yeah, like you can really do anything with them, and then even their villains and the, like and the world just overall, like you can really do a lot. And so with no more heroes, I was thinking about it. The prem, there is no like base premise that makes it malleable to like form into whatever you want. But I think it's so bland. <laughs> it's just this guy named Travis Touchdown, right? Yes, and yes. like because like so much weird shit is happening, it's like. It doesn't okay, really that's matter the, what the, yeah, the case is. Exactly. He's just yeah, a cool weird dude with a lightsaber killing people. That's all you need to know. Like exactly. the rest of the plot. And this also applies to sadly the rest of the series. It really doesn't matter. No. It's so non-consequential yeah. that it's just like, yeah, whatever. Like we just will retcon that. It doesn't matter. Hey, remember you fought me with the sword? <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Let's fight again. Like they just keep the ball rolling and that's acceptable to me they don't really play into the seriousness of the situation as much I, yeah 
I do say there was like one thing you didn't get the experience, and I'm sorry for you. Or did it happen? I don't know. What was, was it? It's on the Wii version. I played on the Wii version. Uh, when you do the calls, when you like, you know, when you're about to walk up to the boss during the uh, the introduction, and you have that cutscene, and Sylvia calls you on the phone on the Wii version. The actual speaker in the Wii remote calls oh, and you pick up nice. the phone and you got to put it to your ear and she talks to you as you walk your character down the wall like hallway and it's always every time i'm like oh shit <laughs> yeah man okay i have enter to say like madness. i yeah enter the garden of, that should be the i don't know why it's heroes paradise it should be no more heroes garden of madness like that's i love that yeah um garden of madness is a cool that'd be like cool bar name or something uh, yeah the the whole like speaker thing. I I've always wished that games used that more, like that they sort of like implemented. Because I mean, the PS4 had like the little speaker, and sometimes like l- like you know it would. I think it was like Killzone maybe used it for like audio yeah. logs, and there's some other games that used it, but it's such, it's so immersive. I feel like like just to have a little speaker, like oh, this is like your walkie-talkie, and it's also your controller. So like yeah. I love that the Wii like uses it as a oh obviously you you probably don't have to like you do that you could probably just hold it like this and it'll like start it's but, not the same if you don't do it like this yeah exactly <laughs> it's a little bit of role playing right there just walking so. down holding the Wii the nunchuck like oh shit she's talking <laughs> crazy right now bro <laughs> all right what else you got on your presentation um I hate that Travis's room looks like mine he has <laughs> gray cats that always want to hug up on him. It's got a bunch of memorabilia and trash around. It looks like yours in uh, like just how messy it is or in, how in terms the of, structure. I, I didn't expect me to become Travis by accident. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, he's got Gunpla and like mm-hmm. anime DVDs and stuff like that. And you're like, uh, oh, he's just me. Yeah. But I'm an otaku. <laughs> <laughs> but just the resources to buy a fucking lightsaber and actually go and kill people. But like. That's just it kind of just threw me off for left field, especially playing this game like 14 years later, being like, oh, I'm still this person. Yeah, I didn't think I would become this person. But other than his room looking like mine, I do like how simple everything is. Like the vibe of Santa Destroy has is very distinct. Like I I kind of expanded on it more of like gameplay where we're like the emptiness and the boringness of the city felt intentional. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Okay, you're like you're that, picking up I, what I'm putting down on this. I right? absolutely 100% agree with you because that was one of my biggest not gripes, but something I noticed right off the bat. There's multiple ways you could do open world, and I just feel like they really wanted to go. I feel like there's probably multiple decisions why they did open world, and one of them was probably because that was like the new trendy thing. And I don't think there was many open world games on the Wii at that time. Yeah, um, but also general, like that for for. Yeah, and people like wanted more open world stuff, and that's sort of why we have that open world fatigue now. But uh, I felt like there is an intention to have it so empty, and like it just felt it almost felt like almost almost felt like Bully's open world, where it was just like kind of empty and just like everyone's kind of dead. You yeah, know? but like, it, but it still feels like alive because like when you think about like your city, your city doesn't have all these random landmarks and bullshit around is 
bunch right. of neighborhoods and random shops and just shit everywhere. And that's kind of how Santa destroys you is you're just driving through neighborhoods and shit. Like there's distinct spots like the baseball stadium and the the beach and stuff like that. But other than that, it's just it's a normal ass city. Like even yeah. the NPCs, you see them walking around. Like you see the, like the black dude with like his baseball <laughs> jacket and shit. Like, I was gonna I was gonna take a picture of him and be like, so this is the representation for you. <laughs> yeah, like this is what we just, get in this game. <laughs> you go to the clothing store, you're buying t-shirts. Or you could like it's so yeah. chill. It's not like you're like like if you buy a t-shirt, it's gonna give you plus five at attack if you wear this specific t-shirt. It's just like nah, bro. It's literally just for cosmetic if you wanna just wear a new graphic tee. Yeah, like there were so many T-shirts to collect too, and like they all had really interesting and distinct designs. And I'm like, I forget that he's wearing it. Like, I feel like I never (laughs) see the front of him, so I'm always like, all right. So, uh, but yeah, like the world just there's something about it that feels like just super. Like, I feel like there's gonna be a new in the future. I would say like three to five years. There's gonna be a couple of indie games. I guarantee you that that's going to have like these open worlds, but they're going to be intentionally like empty, like almost like a liminal spaces, but a little bit more filled, you know? Yeah. Like they have some weird comfort, like Santa Destroy had some weird comfort to it for some reason. It's, yeah, it's really you're strange. just driving and you're just like, okay, I'm driving down the street or even how like all of the jobs take place within the world. So, like, where you do the coconut job, you can drive past that later and be like, oh, I, d- I got some coconuts from there. Or, oh, right. the scorpions are over there in this little courtyard. Or this is where I mowed the lawn. Like, you see where everything is and you kind of learn, like, the layout of this, like, boring-ass city where everything looks the same. You still somehow has, like, a distinct layout about it. And it's kind of cool. Like, there's alleyways and cuts and stuff yeah. that you – but, like, you see, like, barely any cars and shit moving. It's just – the same five, like three or four cars, same yeah. five people. I wrote here that I think having um, maybe a smaller city with those points of interest closer together maybe would have been cool. But because that was one of my least favorite parts, just to jump to gameplay real quick, is uh, just driving around, having to like drive all the way to the job thing or the assassination thing. Or, you know, I was like, can I just fast travel? Why can't it be closer? It's not like there's that many sites to see. But that goes back to the presentation, which I think it, I think it's an art, an artistic um, choice to. I think to it's show an artistic, how mundane, like the world is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To show how like normal everything is, and then it when those weird things happen with the bosses and like the story, it like punctuates it. Like you know, you have to create like a normal seeming world. You know, and they didn't want to like do maybe like a menu based world where it's like, oh, just click here and you'll get to that shop as opposed to walking to it. They sort of wanted you to feel it. You know, it it does. I just like that we're both on the same page about like it feels intentional. But maybe Suda was like, oh, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) No, I mean, because two doesn't have an open world. Oh, it's literally like you said, just a menu and it's not fun. Because like, I'm guessing, okay, so then it, maybe it's not intentional. Because, like, the menu, you don't have to do, like, any grinding to, like, do a ranking fight. You can just go straight to it. You don't have to, 
uh, like the mini games. There's mini games for like money, but you don't really have to do the mini games. And plus, they're like eight bit pixel. Like they're like NES, like mini NES games that mm-hmm. you play for like the mini games. So like coconut hunting, how you know you just run up to a tree and tap A, pick up the coconut. Yeah. Now you have to play an NES game where you have to you have to inertia and you gotta. It's on your back, and you got to make sure the coconut lands on your back when you kick the tree and run. Like it has a bunch of stupid shit, I would say, and it doesn't <laughs> feel as impactful because every boss in No More Heroes One felt impactful because I did all the boring shit in order to get the money to do that fight, and even like the conversations of like the voicemail and the person's like, you know, the drill, like yes. just pay the money, or like the girl calling like. Hi. What's up with you in these videos? Like, just the I like, love that the world felt like it was moving and everything was still mundane. Like, even though he's still like hunting all these assassins, he still has the time to go rent some porn and make a bootleg of it and shit. Like, no yeah, more heroes two and three doesn't really give you that. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That normalcy, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just nonstop chaotic, and you're like, I, it, it kind of gets overdrive. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. And I feel like that would happen with something like this because people take for granted that like baseline normal, like yeah. sort of feeling. And then when those and the people only like talk about the crazy, you know, over the top segments of the game, you know, the parts that were just like, well, that was weird. And we want more of that. So in the sequel, take out Thank the you. boring shit and just do all crazy. But then it's just like, but what makes it interesting is that Travis is just a normal dude, you know, and he just wants to bang this chick, you know, (laughs) and he's like, fuck it. I'll go for number one to do it. But also I'm late on returning some of these VHS tapes. (laughs) Also, I have like this cat or like I I need to use the restroom. Yeah. To save my cat and sit down and watch wrestling videos. Yeah. It's just so like such a no. And I didn't even think about it till now, but it really is just that contrast of like the normalcy and the insanity together, you know, and and I, think I think that's, that's what really blended. It. Yeah. Yeah. Of both gameplay and presentation. Like I think that's the perfect blend of why no more heroes works so well. It's because like when you get to like a destroy man or you get to a let's shake, you're like, Whoa, this is crazy. And when those same characters appear later in the series, the craziness that they exuded in No More Heroes 1 isn't the same when they're excluded, but they're increased in their craziness based on the base level of craziness that has to be achieved because of the craziness we set as standard for the series. So now mm. these characters that were just like, okay, he's a little wacky, but right. I assume that this weird psycho male man would dress up like a superhero and attack people. Sounds like some shit an assassin would do. That gets turned up to like ten thousand when he's a robot in the sequel. You're like, what? yeah, it goes too far. Yeah, and then you just lose all sense of character that that person had because when you look at Destroy Man, for instance, like how he starts off as a mailman and then becomes Destroy Man, you're like, wait a minute, is he just crazy, or is he doing this on purpose and this is his stick? Like, I, I can't tell if the, which way he is, if he's a psycho or if he's just a normal dude or if he's got multiple personality disorder. I can't tell, but you go with it. But in the second right. game, the second, third and all those games, it just doesn't really flow as well because it's just like, okay, he's just a fucking crazy dude. That's another thing too. I mean, you, 
you touched on the villains. I love the naming, not convention, but these weird names. One of them has like a really long, like fucking, I can't even remember the name, but All it's I like know a is Henry. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like super wild or like something as simple as bad girl, you know, um, destroy man, uh, doctor something. I can't, remember. actually, I can't remember most Shinobu of them, but Jacobs, <laughs> they just have weird names and I like, it gave them so much personality, but you know, back to your point about the level of craziness. Yeah. It gets, it's just too much. It's sort of like a Transformers movie where it's like they just start doing shit too much. <laughs> what? That's, just a per- that's a perfect analogy where they just start doing shit and you're like, uh, I'm going to yeah. just throw Shia LaBeouf on the highway and catch him in <laughs> slow-mo. Like, why? Just drive. <laughs> just, that's the, I think that's from the first one, is it not? No? No, nah, I think that's from the third, second. Oh, uh, okay. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it might be the second one. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, it just gets, it starts to dehumanize it all. And it just, like, comes so, like, distracting and just absurd. But, yeah. like, each time you met these villains... And even like the leading up to them, like you felt a sense of mystery. And then when you meet them, you felt like they were people. And then they start to talk and then their interactions are super awkward. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And then they're just like all unhinged maniacs. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just wild. Like they're just completely out of their mind. It's, it's like, I want to compare it to a specific movie, but I just can't think of the name. Um, but I feel like a lot of Japanese media has like the list of like maniacs, you know, or the like the like there's like two or three like insane dudes. Like I don't know if you've seen, um, have you seen Rikio? Nah, I was gonna, I was oh. gonna, I was gonna say it's kind of similar to Kill Bill. Yeah, like Kill Bill has definitely like the names, but. Quentin Tarantino takes that from Japanese like gangster flicks where they always have like, oh, this is the foot and he's like does this thing and this is uh, the this is Dr. CRT and he's like part machine and they just have like all weird gimmicks, you know? Yeah. And like it's always like you got to take take him down and it's very much like a Japanese uh, trope, you know, to have that. But which I mean, he's Japanese Suda, so. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, you know what, though? Let's jump into the music <clears throat> because I fucked I up so bad. I was saving this for last. What did, what, what did you do? So I liked the themes that you showed me and I liked uh, I liked the music a lot. But I made a mistake because... I didn't. I hated the motorcycle like theme every time you got on. Like the yeah, and I was on it for a good amount of the time, and I was like, "This is so annoying." So I just muted the music, and I forgot or not muted it. I turned it down to almost like a like a near yeah, like <laughs> and I forgot to bring it back up. It's and okay. I just played. I played the game like that. I wasn't even listening to like a podcast or anything. I was just like. And just, just listening listen to the sound. <laughs> yeah. All day. And then not only that, but it's a pretty noisy game. Like I never felt like it was too quiet. Yeah. Especially like when you're in combat. Screaming and like my guns. spleen. <laughs> was my favorite <laughs> My spleen. They just keep saying that over and over. Oh my God. No, um, I mean, yeah. Like the, the motif is like, 
it's there and it's so yeah. cool to hear the <laughs> like that's so cool to hear when you hear it again but on replay i didn't realize how often they play like that one particular battle theme like i thought it was different but like it's different for like three or four levels and then the rest of them are just like, ding, 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 like the yeah, normal one uh, yeah i think it's because i remember i muted or i turned down the music maybe the fourth assassin and i was like all right all right i can't do this i get the gist yeah <laughs> but um and it was mainly just because of that specific like motorcycle theme like that blue grass, like the dung 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 I was just like, nah. And it, it just irked me so bad. I think I have some like deep psychological issue with that song. Cause like the minute it came on, I would like kind of cringe. And I'm like, ah, why, dude? It doesn't like, fit. I think that's why. It doesn't fit. It feels like a it feels like a western or something like a I'm supposed to be riding a horse, but like not I don't know. Yeah, it's, like out of everything, because you have like this little like boom bap, like song when you're in like a shop or when you're yeah. in like your house or the pop song and like just the overall electronic feel of the soundtrack and then this bluegrass song for the most electronic bike like this akira you're riding an akira bike doing the akira yeah. slide but you're listening to bluegrass and then when you fall off the bike it's always the funniest noise <laughs> <laughs> oh like the banana yeah <laughs> the banana peel sound <laughs> i'm just like what this is, i don't know and you I played it on the PS3, by the way, so... I don't know I the wonder... differences between the PS3. A negative in the Discord, he did say that they have fast travel. And I was looking up to, like, other than the fact that it has fast travel and uh, a super hard mode and a couple of bosses from the third I mean, the second game. Mm-hmm. Mm, where like, was really? the fast travel? What the fuck? <laughs> That's what niggas said. I don't know. <laughs> Does the Wii version have screen tearing or frame uh, dips? Yeah, it definitely has frame dips. I could say that it definitely has frame. Like there was one uh, mission I would always do the gamble fight. I would always do that for money. And um, anytime I would do like the supercharge attack, I would get like 10 frames a second. Like it would just hang. <laughs> but I can't really tell about screen tearing but to be fair i also use like a capture card and like an upscaler and stuff like that mm, so mm. it might have like fixed it for all i know and i didn't see it but yeah for me i didn't really have anything but i do know people said that the ps3 version was not good because of the graphics like they changed the graphical style wait what yeah 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 like no matter yeah there's gotta be like yeah there's a different like Gra- whole graphical style to it like they like high definition it it's more shell shaded on the Wii. oh wow yeah it's like shinier or like not as oh that looks wait it definitely looks like a ps3 game too with like that style yeah like it has like a ps3 style on the ps3 but then on the wii it looks like like the cell shading adds like a little bit of funk to it. Like it kind of looks Killer Seven esque. It looks like what they did was the lighting itself. They added a realistic lighting like thing, and so yeah. like it casted shadows way differently than than like the flat sort of Wii lighting. Because the like yeah. the Wii version kind of gives it like a semblance of like. I guess that's kind of why you can kind of say that like. 
the world feels dead because it's got the PS3 360 <laughs> filter over top of it, and you're like, Ugh, comparatively I, to. I've never played the PS3 version. Like, I was going to play it for the podcast, but, like, I just couldn't get a copy. And I just was like, fuck it, I'll just play the Wii version. Because I think it comes with, like, extra stuff if you play No Mario's 2 on the, like, Wii. Yeah, it's very, like, stylistic and, like, sharp with the cell shading on the uh, Wii one, for sure. Wow. Definitely, even though, like, it looks poor, it looks more like Killer7 on the Wii. Like, it looks more like a graphic novel. Yes. And then it just looks like... uh, That's so interesting. But they look like the same models and everything, I guess. Oh, you know what? I will say that I do like the actual presentation of each place. Like, the VHS store, the shirt shop, clothes shop, the UAA, the job place. (laughs) I don't know what the name is, but... Yeah, they all have a distinct, like... Feel look and feel, them. yeah. Really, re- it was very Persona Five esque, and I wonder, wondering if that's where Persona Five might maybe got its idea for like static cameras in like the stores. Because in Persona Five, I remember like going into a store, and they all had a very different feel. But it's like some of the, it's just a static a camera. Yeah, and you just you know, yeah, you, it pops yeah. up the UI. Exactly, yeah, and then you you can like move around, which would be cool to do, but like I don't think you needed that in the Heroes, but. It kind yeah. of has that feel to it. Um, that's one of my favorite like things in games when they have like a cool storefront, like in the Yakuza, the Yakuza games, being yeah. able like, to go to like the Japanese stores and shit. It's just cool. Like every for no Yakuza reason. game that I play, I always go to the gas station and look at all the magazines. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. It's, it's just like simple like pleasures like that, and I'm like very just like yeah, this is this is fine. This is good. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of for presentation. It's it's uh it's a looker, you know. It's it's yeah. different. It's different enough to have you invested. Let's go to story, which I want maybe your you opinion on in. story for. Oh, oh, you no, okay. You want my okay? <laughs> you want my opinion first? All right, I'll yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, then I'll explain any uh <laughs> inconsistencies okay. or anything. So let's see. So I feel like. There was a gap between my first session of playing and then my second and like the rest, essentially. So I can't quite remember the setup, but I f- remember it not being much of a setup. It wasn't. At and all. and I remember like I'm like, what what are Travis's intentions like and who is he really like? Is he trying to just sleep with this person? Is he an assassin himself? Did he just get roped into doing this? But he happens to also be a good fighter, you know? And I was like, is this really the only reason? <clears throat> is is this random random dude that has <laughs> that sleep like has a lightsaber, like this run- by the way. Yeah, has a <laughs> lightsaber and he's like in this rundown apartment. He's taking on these people and he's just beating them. Like, is it like a like a uh, story of what do you call it? Like, you know, like a hero's journey story, but like no, he's just he's just wants, he's just a dork. He's just in it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a dork and he's in it for, you know, trying to sleep with Sylvia, which I thought was like just a funny motivation. Um and then also I felt like the dialogue might be different in Japanese or maybe it might sound better, but like a lot of the 
translations or like the interactions were so stilted and off to me where it feels like the yeah. director was like, okay, read this this way. And then he forgot. And the next day, the maybe next guy came in. He's like, okay, he said it this way. Uh, you're going to read it this way. And then like, there's just responses. I'm like, why did he say it like that? <laughs> like what? Like there's a yeah. weird interaction. Like it sounds like they didn't record in the same room kind of did. Yeah. Where they just like, all right, here's this person. Record all your lines. Yeah. Or they had like different directors or something. Um, but yeah, the story is the strongest part aside from style. Of this game. Like the story kept me intrigued. It wasn't too heavy where I'm like, I need to read all this shit or it wasn't I, too much text. Where's the text log? Like, I need a lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need a, what is he talking about? I need yeah, like there's no glossary. Although yeah. it would be kind of cool to have like a little index of like who you've met and maybe like a little backstory. That'd yeah. Cool. Find their blood but, type um, and all that stupid shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like surprising they don't have that in his in his room, like, you know, in like a little like yeah, Look, they don't. You know. Even in like all the other games, they they don't. They just say fuck it. That was that was the yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Just remember who they are. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the story. I think I really liked just this whole idea of like this woman that stringing him along, and you're like wondering like what her intentions are. She's like, are is she gonna let him hit? You know? Yeah. After a point, you're kind of uh, like, yeah, she's trying to fuck for a. Uh, yeah, I'm like, hold on. I think she's actually falling for him. And then, like, the bait and switch at the end where it's like, yeah, spoilers. It's, it's like, a, all a ruse. Yeah. But she does fall in love with him. But it's still a ruse. Like, the whole association, all the people that you killed. Apparently, she's, like, a con artist. You know, she and her mom, ca- yeah, her mom calls you. And she's like, yeah, Sylvia does this all the time. She just, you know, she's married and she you just, got guys. You know, yeah, he's like, <laughs> What? And I think this is like maybe the second fight or something, but I'm just like, are you kidding me? Who were all those people then? And why did they act like they knew like what was going what on? Why did they have like a whole setup? Like, you know, you're an assassin. Yeah. I've been doing this for years. Yeah. Why Why didn't they say like, what are you talking about? Ranks? Like, what? Nah. Like, like Get no the fuck one- out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody played along, which was confusing. And even... Even characters that I really liked, uh, like uh, what's her name, Holly Summers. I yeah, yeah, that's name, the grenade lady, right? Yeah, I really liked her, and just like she, she was like, "Yeah, like you beat me, you can kill me, it's fine." And he's like, "What?" Like, and he just does it, like it's his like, on like an honorable obligation, you know, essentially. And it's yeah. just like, uh, what the fuck is going on now, you know? But, yeah, there's a lot of, like, details that I liked about the story, especially after you kill every assassin, they have the mop-up crew with Sylvia. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> the just dude, two, the yeah, dude, just, just like, I right. love that little detail to me was just so, like, I love that they included that. And they're always there, even if sometimes she's not. So they're always there to kind of just mop everything up for you. But that's all I got from the story. Or... I mean, the twist at the end, you know, where it's his sister. His long-lost sister, and she killed yeah. their parents. and she, Yeah, she had to kill their parents. And, like, they show you, like, this 2D, like, static image. And she's, like, there's... Out of nowhere. The, the parents. Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, we and can't also, make this No More Heroes forever, can we? That didn't age yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Considering there's like four games now yeah. in the series, and then what was that other part? 
oh, when she like fast, she's explaining her motivations and yeah, like they fast, fast forward through it. And I'm like, why? Yeah. And then you have to go on YouTube and type in slow down so you can fucking hear what the fuck she said. But like the story, I guess I took it differently. Especially like now as I'm older, I kind of like read into like more, especially because like knowing Travis, like he says like to Shinobu, like, oh, like your master, I didn't kill your master. Like he was my master. I literally just watched like his infomercial DVDs and that's how I learned to fight or like him learning or him like talking with uh, the very first dude. And he's like, oh yeah, this is the life right here. Like this is what I want. And the guy's like, this isn't the life because people like you keep popping up trying to kill me and I have shit like I want to just relax and chill or like Dr. Beast yeah. being like I didn't really get to enjoy my family because I'm an assassin or like Holly Summers. I like he because I think Holly kills herself with a grenade and he's like, no, yeah. Like, yeah, I think because he was trying to kill Gene, I noticed he didn't kill any of the women until he got to like the final three. Like he killed like. The, the mom, the grandma, because, like, she killed his master. And then he killed bad girl because he's, like, by that point, he's already gone, long too gone. But, like, <laughs> I feel that, like that's every, most, that's all the women, though. Yeah, Wait, am like I missing the, one? Yeah, like, the top three assassins are all women. Other than Shinobu, who he spares. But, like, it's weird that he has, like, a lust for battle and, like, a drive for, like, fighting and that, like, mm-hmm. carries on to, like, the other games as well. He does the same shit where he's like, hey, if a person puts up a good fight, I'm not going to kill him. It's all good. Like, he does that throughout all the games, and it's just, like, become his thing. But, like, I, re- like, I really feel like this game, this story was the weakest part, oddly mm. enough. Even though, like, that's, like, the one thing that, like, hooks you in and keeps you everything going. Like, because, it, like, with this game... Back when I played it, there was no No More Heroes 2, 3, Travis Strikes Again. It was just No More Heroes 1. Like, you have the context of, like, okay, this game finishes. I, now I wonder what's going to happen in No More Heroes 2. What, how do we go on from here? Back mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I was just like, okay, that's it. And that's how the story felt. It felt like it was a story made for one specific game. We're not making a sequel. We can just do whatever the fuck we want for an ending. Nobody cares. Right, yeah. Yeah, it felt like a, like a hail mary, like a ah fuck it, let's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I want to have this cool boss do. fight, so fuck it. This is the story <laughs> behind it. Same with the ending, where it's like, oh, that guy that killed the guy is your twin brother, and he's also married to Sylvia. Oh yeah. shit! Like that whole like final boss in the real ending, which is just a boss fight against the guy from the cutscene. <laughs> It really didn't feel as well as it did when I was a when I was playing it as a kid. But it is interesting the ideas behind it. But they just get dropped in the second game, so it's kind of like it kind of nerds my feeling a little bit more about it now. In hindsight, that, yeah, that that makes sense. That that yeah, I could see that. And now I don't know if I'll play the next two. You should play the next two because they don't have motion <laughs> controls. I played it with a classic controller, and that was the greatest shit in the world, bro. Damn. Like, I think they're on the Switch, right? Or on the... Yeah, I think so. I think they're on the Switch now, too. But, yeah, I, I, I just felt like the story was really... Which was surprising. I thought it was going to be more gameplay. Like, I liked the gameplay more. But, yeah. like, the gameplay was just so 
it was mid for me. I was just like, okay, well, damn. I mean, this is yeah. And but I mean, you have to think of that. Like, firstly, it was motion controls with the move, which was pretty responsive. But I was like, I fucking hate motion yeah. controls. And, and then, then I switched. Three, yeah. Then I switched to the controller, and then like, it still wants you to do a lot of like the more interactive actions of like you know using motion controls, but you're just using the six axis. So it's like, oh. Every fucking enemy I kill, I have to do like the slow motion and then hit, you know, right. Yeah. And it just like gets tiring. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, I don't know about this. I think I felt. Yeah. So like the gameplay just wasn't it for me. I think if there was no like intriguing story, if it wasn't like paced like this, where it was like, you know, going after 10 people, you know, like where it was clear, like there's 10 people. Okay. I'm doing number eight now. I'm doing number seven. I think I would have been really bored. At the same time, I did like a lot of the mini games. Like their gameplay was somewhat fun. Like yeah, I like that it was a good uh, palate cleanser before you get back into the chaos. Because No More Heroes Two has that exact problem to where it's just fight, 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 fight to the point to where fighting becomes boring, mm. and you lose that luster that you had. Is there any fighting. more combos or anything? Yeah, yeah, like you can swap katanas on the fly. They have different move sets and like nice all these special powers and stuff like that. Like the combat in every game gets progressively better. Yeah. And that's the best part, but also it doesn't feel as good as this game. Like my like like you know how the difference between like when you're fighting a bunch of the little random dudes in the lo- in the hallways before you get to the boss and then as soon yeah. as you get to the boss and it's like whoa I got to block I got to yeah, yeah yeah I got to figure out what the fuck is going on like that difference in like power level doesn't feel the same in the other games I hate having to compare this to the other game because we're only talking about no more it was one but like yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying not to, but like the context of those games helps me with like how I feel about this game because as like even when I made like my top like my definitive like this is my top ten games of all time and I put this on there, this was a nostalgia pick, like a pick I out mean, of like which one I had the most fondest memories of, yeah. and as I play it again. Like, the gameplay is still tight. Like, I love being able to do, like, the little, like, witch time, dark slide, parry. Like, yeah, I didn't... Did you know that there's a parry? I did that, like, four times in my whole gameplay. There were certain things I'm like, how the fuck do I trigger this? I don't understand. (laughs) Like, I just could not work it out. I'm like, I don't know. And maybe that's why I didn't have much fun with it, because of little quirks. Not being able to, yeah. Yeah, like, there's dark slide where you, like... As soon as you get hit, but you block it, you like wiggle and then you'll like slide to the left. And then there's like an actual parry where you have to like not lock on. And as soon as you lock on at the same time as an attack, you'll like knock them off and do like an instant charge attack and stuff. There's a bunch of like cool things that you could do, like mixing in the wrestling moves and stuff like that, especially on hard mode, which I played this playthrough on. Like, mm-hmm. boss battles felt like boss battles. Like, they were showing mechanics and, like, insta-kill moves. I was like, whoa, this really feels like in a battle between assassins. Like, they block a lot. So, you would have to, like, you would just be having clashes before you yeah. get a chance to, like, actually, like, strike and stuff like that. And that gameplay felt the best, especially, like, out of all the series. That's why I say this is still my favorite. Like, because the rest of the boss fights don't feel as good 
as no more heroes boss fights like each boss fight feels distinct whether it's a stupid gimmick like minefields or <laughs> like just fighting a school girl in a random abandoned building like every fight felt like oh shit this is this is a assassin right here he can kill me at any second and it's true hmm. so then the story oh by the way scarlett johansson Sylvia, I don't, I, I I'm don't understand the connection. I mean, either. I don't know. <laughs> it must be from like an older movie or something. Yeah, some some shit she did, or maybe Iron Man one. I mean, Iron Man two. Was Iron Man yeah, two she's not, by that time? She's she's not in Iron Man one. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck movie would she have been in by that time? That she played like a French woman or some shit. Or maybe yeah, it's just her know. looks. It's based on Scarlett Johansson. Which. It's not. (laughs) She looks more like Taylor Swift or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was – the story, it's really just a fun, like, held together very loosely, inconsistent, sort of, like, mixed bag. Like, I knew from the get-go to not take it seriously. This wasn't going to be some, like, God of War, Last of Us, like, This is a video game story. story. Yeah, and it knows it, and the interactions are fun. I feel like the writing could have been a little sharper in some areas, but it was a it was just a fun gameplay loop. I think it nailed that down, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, going th- to get your money and depositing it, and then entering the fight. You know, fighting, seeing what crazy wacky area you're about to be in next, getting to the boss. And then going back to square one, hearing that VHS tape that you haven't returned needs to be returned, you know, and then you get like the net. And that's it. Deposit the money now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it works for me story wise. And I kept telling myself, I'm like, yeah, the story. I just want to see the next character. I just want to see the next area. You know, I don't really I really didn't even want to fight. I'm like, okay, let's get through this. And I was like trying to like understand it. And I just, you know, couldn't. It fucked me up to the t- the first part of the game I played with the move controls and I did the whole tutorial with the move controls. Oh, so when so you I hop think, back and you switch to a regular controller, you're like, what the fuck are these? Buttons? Yeah. How does any of yeah. How does any of what I learned translate? And so I was complete like the whole gambling thing was lost on me. Never entered dark side mode. I didn't even know. I was like, what? How the high and low stance? I don't even think I. The tiger at the top, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, let's let me just let me just get through this. Let me see if I can figure it out. You know? But I was never able to figure it out. So maybe that's why I found the gameplay to be just, you know, second rate or, you know, um There is an obtuseness to it, especially with the roulette wheel, because some powers, like if you activate the if you even activate the powers, like some powers, they're like like for some reason my playthrough, I kept activating the one where you like there's there's a couple like there's one where you do like an insta kill like super saiyan mode and you walk super slow and you have to wait and walk up to somebody and wait for the a prompt to pop up so you can insta kill them yeah i saw that one in one of the assassination jobs yeah that one was annoying as fuck that's the one i always got then there's one where you like (laughs) shoot like beams or some shit and then there's another one where you like run super fast and like there's screen yeah that's probably the screen tear you're talking about there's like screen tearing everywhere and it just it doesn't look good, and yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. There's that many? So each yeah. each row that you get, you know, from you, each one has its own super, huh? 
like yeah. its own special. And there's like all these different supers that you can magically get. Sometimes you'll get them when you kill the very last enemy in a room and have to wait yeah. for the power up to finish so you can <laughs> click the button and go to the next room. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's a little dicey. I feel like I never ran into any of them because I only ever had three in a row once and I don't remember anything happening. And that's when I like I messaged you and I was like What's this? Uh, and you're like, oh, you just ignore that. <laughs> no, that is just... like pray that it doesn't happen because I <laughs> those abilities, honestly, I feel like deter away from the fun of the game. Mm. Like mm. each ability is not fun. Like I think they like I get what they were trying to do with it, mm-hmm. but like the roulette wheel is not the way to do it. Did you find? Just going back to like the story, did you find any of the characters disturbing? Any of the uh, assassins? And, uh, and also, who was your favorite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a question. Shout out Sean Sean. He did ask. Sean Shonson asked in the <laughs> he chat. Asked, he asked us, what's our favorite boss fight? And that's also my favorite uh, assassin. It's uh, Bad Girl. That was my favorite mm. fight. Yeah. Bad Girl was stood out. For whatever reason, she just seems so insane and real. And then the fact that she almost kills Travis and Travis is like Bruh. so shocked <laughs> by it. He just passes out. Like, yeah, I that like was a the, wild one. Yeah. And then she's like throwing guys at you. She's hitting dudes straight at you. You're like, what the fuck? She's a drunk. She's just drinking all day. It's this, it's, it's, it's a deranged fight. Like out of all of the killers. I feel like most of the assassins are pretty tame. Like, they feel like they're contracted hitmen, except for, like, mm. Destroy Man and Bad Girl. But all of them feel like they, I kill for a living. This right, is what like I they're do. not, like, yeah. Yeah, except for those two distinctly. Like, those two just feel like serial killers. Yeah, like, there's something wrong with them. I guess there's there's a little bit of insanity to all of them, but for sure, like, her she she was like psychopathic yeah um and then also the fact that she like lives underneath a baseball, baseball stadium or whatever was just like I'm just i don't know just have people pull up and yeah and just fucking, hit on me i'm hot die like i would that should be a game like that i mean i guess it is like you know or did inspire a lollipop chainsaw and stuff but like yeah playing as her and like her insanity i don't know but it was yeah, some of the character interactions and like things that they were talk about were like borderline disturbing. Sometimes maybe the violence was disturbing. Sometimes like the fact that Travis uh, he stabs Bad Girl, and like she's still fighting him, still beating like, him. Yeah, like bleeding that's just, all over him. It's, yeah, like that's it's kind deranged. of yeah deranged. Um, and then the fact that. Holly Summers gets blows herself up like her whole like, torso is gone that is and a, you're like yo what yeah that's kind of, it's kind of intense you know as like jokey as everything seems it packs more of a punch because the world feels so normal you know you're doing normal shit even though the place is called Santa Destroy which is the such an awkward name to me Santa Destroy it's based on Tucson it's like no. yeah <laughs> it's uh, based on uh i think it's based on dirty harry's san francisco which oh wait yeah it's based on dirty harry's san diego which is actually in san francisco which is like super weird 
Like, he was weird. confused about what he was basing it off of. He said, fuck it, bro. I just went L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It was – I liked that. I liked that there was a genuine, like, unnervingness to some of those interactions with the characters and the the ultra violence, you know. Like, I couldn't imagine some of the more normal characters, like the people in the shop, you know, being – in these situations. So, yeah, and these like extraordinary like what the fuck is laser beams? This old lady is like eviscerating <laughs> an entire town. <laughs> like what like, the fuck? What is Yeah, it's all you know what it almost feels like? It feels like um One Punch Man and like <laughs> just how yeah. all these fucking characters. <laughs> how can you just destroy a city with one punch? But I also yeah. can, so I'm gonna fight you. Let's go. And yeah, like, like what? Where did this come from? And it also brings back to like the story where it's like, were these guys in on it, or like, right. are they genuinely like an assassins? Like, if there really is a United Assassin Association, and she was just conning Travis, and she's not a part of it, like, I'm just like, hey, I'm just your manager as you fight these guys or some shit. Yeah, super confusing. I'm like, so then, I don't know. It just threw know. me up, but I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And maybe, yeah, maybe I'll just like wait. To forget a little bit, then play the second one. I don't know, but no, yeah. Let's jump into uh, second one. They're just gonna inert it. They literally mentioned <laughs> it two times, like for like a second. Travis goes like, "Are you just gonna con me again?" And then she goes, "No." And then they just keep <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, it feels like episodic, like a ep- very episodic type of deal. Yeah, for sure. By the way, you um. I guess we'll talk about it with gameplay. You asked me how I felt about the whole Shinobu fight and like why I was curious, like why that specific fight or Listen, that specific thing. Every single that's the most memorable fight out of all of the fights, because every single time I play this game, I fight her and I lose like seven times and I go, yo, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> is I she just number freak three or she's or like four? number eight or some shit. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's pretty early on. And she's like incredibly hard every single time. Like, even if I play on normal, I played this playthrough on hard and I was like, yo, this bitch is hard. But I think I died uh, twice. And that that's when I found out about the thing you're talking about, which is like their their auto their instant death moves. Yeah. Which are fucking like you don't even know what they are, and you have to die to find out. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, like bad girls when she's crying on the floor, and if you attack yeah. her, she'll just kill I thought you. It was a, I thought it was supposed to be a cutscene, like, oh, shit, okay, I'm going to go and walk over and initiate it, and then she fucking grabs you or whatever, and she's yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess I'll restart this boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though she's almost dead, fuck. No, yeah. yeah, Shinobu was one of the ones. I think that I, that one might be my favorite boss fight, because that one felt the most, like, Two people clashing swords, mm-hmm. like the genuineness of you having to dodge and f- figure out her abilities and contacts and not getting hit by her insta kill moves. Like Batgirl is the most fun in terms of like just like the No More Heroes structure of the game, but Shinobu's was the most fun in terms of actual gameplay, in terms of being hard, feeling like an assassin. Because her, I can't remember for the life of me what her actual stage was beforehand. Like I still don't know like what what you do. Did you go through the school? It was through the school. And I, I think remember. I think you actually get like lost in it. Like it becomes the like some of the thugs lock the door and you go the like the wrong way or something. It's a little weird. Yeah, what, see, which I one's the one that. where you 
<laughs> which one's the one where you um uh, you know what i think there was something special about the school one too because they all had like a gimmick like the first one had like the baseball thing right or the second one had like the yeah. baseball which was so cool i loved i love that when you first start and you're just like oh okay you electricity the- you get electrocuted because you had the beam katana and they turn on the sprinklers you got to ah. run super fast through the whole hallways mm. and shit. Yeah, mm. I remember now. Okay. I remember now. Yeah. Most yeah, of the stages aren't really that uh, memorable. There was like two subway stages for some reason. That's right. There were. But they lead to different places. I don't really care for the stages like that for real, for real. Like they really are forgettable. Just like the the minions that they have. Like I just don't really care or give a shit about them. Like, I really fucked with the forest stage. I was like, what? What a fucking surprise. Like, that was cool to me. Even though it was, like, again, pretty, like, bland. But it was just, like... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was just... Yeah, they're all, like, just boring stages, you know, that facilitate the bloodshed that you're fucking... Your rampage. But I feel like they were all... Let me see. So you have the subway, the high school, the stadium twice... Yeah, because you go there to yeah, and then you got go the beach. To, for that being my favorite character, you got a literal long ass hallway. I, I hate the beach. Yeah, the yeah the long hallway because you're following that. Yeah, yeah, and then the forest. That's it. You know, moment the, I really liked the mansion from the very first one. Oh right, right. Well, the moment I really liked was um you. I think it's number six, the sixth assassin, the guy with the brain, and he like looks all sci-fi. Yeah, and you don't you, you don't even fight him like someone else kills him, and then you just like and I was like, what? Okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> even even I Travis thought, is mad. Like, no, I wanted to fight this boss. Come on. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, all right, congratulations, you're number five now. And he's like, what? Okay. Yeah. See, like, <laughs> I like the complexity of the system, even though it isn't really outwardly expressed to you. Like yeah. having like the charge attacks or the local uh, balls that give you like extra moves and stuff like that. Like if you like you get out what you want to get out of like the combat system in this game. Like it's not imperative to learn these. Like you beat the game without even using dark step. And to me, I can't play the game without trying to dark step every single enemy in the game. Like it's Which is crazy. It's, it's like a context, but it really doesn't like matter for, for you're just swinging a fucking sword. Like yeah. as long as you kill it, it doesn't really matter. And I think that's kind of like the cool part about this game, because then like like especially with that dark um, start contrast, like playing on hard mode, and I played on new game plus, like I didn't really have to grind as much, you know what I mean? So like I did like hmm. the side. Do you get more money? Or well, do you? Yeah, oh, it's I new st- game plus. Yeah, that's so right, I yeah. set off like all the money from the previous one. So like I didn't really feel that bad because like. I guess because I didn't have that time, like I finished it and was like, yeah, it was easy. Like I could just go and like I could do a side mission and be like, okay, I don't have to train. I don't have to do this. I can just go straight to the boss fight. So I didn't have that context. And the game was still hard as fuck, even with that. I was dying to normal enemies and stuff like that. (laughs) But like, Hmm. I don't know. Like I just feel like gameplay wise, it's very brain dead in a sense. Other than the fact I, that you know you got to jerk yourself to charge your I really, bean katana, I really wanted to. Like I didn't. I guess I enjoyed it to some extent, but it just, yeah, there wasn't enough variety. And I, I wrote here that it feels like this is what people think of 
uh, Dynasty Warriors combat as like you know I felt you like it Dynasty- on the head. you nailed it on the head right there. That is exactly yeah. a great analogy to this game. Yeah. Like so we cast. But like genuinely, like how like resonate like, like I almost say Resident Evil Dynasty Warriors Nine, for example. Okay. Like how the gameplay is, how instead of like you just press XXXXX and then sometimes you press RT and X or some shit mm-hmm. to do like a special move. Like when you simplify the Dynasty Warriors combat formula, that's why six and nine were so like hated by like the fan base because they take away that complexity, that sense of style that you have because it's like, oh, I could press X and Y, launch them in the air, do an air combo, hop on the ground and do like a whole thing where when you're just pressing X, 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 like that's how No More Heroes it feels. You're just pressing A, 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 A. You're not really doing anything. There's no, there's no jump button. You either block or you attack. There's the wrestling moves kind of give it a semblance, but it's you can't do the wrestling moves on the fly. So it's not like you can just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna grab this guy, shuffle him." Like you only get certain windows to wrestle. So it's really just feels like you're just monotonously slashing until you gotta charge up that beam katana. Yeah, that's true. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, is it an accurate kind of an- analogy? Because if <clears throat> if you said it was like Dynasty Warriors six, yes. And the fact that you yeah. don't have to do as much. Like, you're never going to press, like, AAB and have a whole right. different combo where you, like, do, like, a drop kick in the middle of your pink katana slash or some shit. There's nothing like that. Yeah. yeah, so I guess you make, yeah, I guess you make a good point. And it is, yeah, closer to, like, Dynasty Warriors 9 or 6. But at the same time, I don't feel like I can even say properly because I didn't even play, <laughs> I didn't even get to use a lot of the, the things in it. I beat the game somehow without using dark side like in or like having to do any of like the dodges like the i'm trying to think of who what uh what villain or what assassin gave me the most trouble and i want to say it was i mean gene i killed easily i was like that was yeah, it you know? that was immediate um who was hard i definitely died from the magician like two times and shinobu i didn't die at all uh but she was okay no no no. i did die i did die from i think that was my first death with shinobu because of like she did some attack and i was like what happened again like they just have these instant death attacks and you're just like i expected to know guess what you should have kamehameha out of his chest and i'll die there's so many times where i'm like oh wait no like i can recover from that or whatever like i still have life or whatever and then like they just do it and then it's game over and i'm like wait Especially when I first saw the the game over screen, I was like, "What is this? Is this like a whole new meta game?" Yeah, because it didn't even say like continue. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just straight face like uh like this anime, this in game anime like cover or something. I'm just like, "What the fuck is this? Did shit? I lose? Did I win? What do I do?" Yeah. Slice it. Okay, we're back. You know what actually felt gross for sure though? That's the bike riding. Riding that it's still, damn bike, yeah, it still feels gross. Even to this day, even No More Heroes three, yeah, like every time I play this game, I I just can't get with the bike. It just is so stiff. Yeah, and then you gotta like do no like that stupid ass like turn shit to like yeah. actually turn, and it's the worst because it's it doesn't and the feel jumping. good at all. Yeah, 
Don't even get it. It just looks so bad. I'm just like, what is this? And it, you would think, I mean, it was way better than using, because I had to use the PlayStation Move controller like this, you know, and like turn, like throttle up like this and then yeah, what the move fuck? left and right. Yeah, like to go. I had oh, I understand yeah. why you hated this fucking bike. Yeah, I was like, it was horrible f- in the Wii remote. I know it was horrible in that. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. I would stop playing. I'm. I I understand why it took you so long to beat this game. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to operate that bike for like thirty five minutes to like an hour, just trying. Like, I was like, what? How do you? It's got to be. Then, like, and then it would move, and I'm like, there has to be. And I would look online, and no one, people are asking the questions, but no one's answering it with like a definitive, this is how you do it. And ultimately, I think I just accidentally like did it, and then it turned. I was like, oh. And the, at the bottom of your screen, there's a meter that says left and right. And I noticed that, like, yeah, there's like, there's a little meter at the bottom. It says L and then R with a little line in the middle. And it goes to the left and then to the right, depending on where your controller is at. And I was like, oh. That's how you do it. But then I then I was like, how the fuck do I hit the gas on this thing? And I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to let go of this controller because you're carrying like the little the navigation. Yeah. Thing and then the move. I'm like, I have to put this down to fucking run. like, no, like this is stupid. Just, yeah. So That's I don't know. It was insane because it's no motion control at all for the uh, bike on Wii remote. It's, it's just not. Dry- yeah, it's just driving, and then like you just gotta like I think you gotta sh- shake the Wii remote or like uh or the nunchuck one of the two you gotta shake one of them motherfuckers, and that's how you do like the uh, turn real quick and like that's it. And then other than I that, thought you'd have uh, to do like the whole thing like this or something. No, not nah, like other than that and like doing the jump. So sometimes I, I would adjust myself and I would accidentally jump trying to like <laughs> sit in my chair and be like oh yeah. shit I jumped. But yeah, there's no you- motion controls. Can you play it on the Wii with the classic controller, or does it have to be? It has to with be the, with the Wii remote. But No More Heroes Two, you can play with a classic controller, and there's like everything is made like even like the recharge is all built into like the uh, the controller. Like you just shake up and down the analog stick and shit like that. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, it's not bad. It's pretty intuitive, like the rest of the games controls wise, because you don't have motion controls. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it was better and probably even back in 2008, like it was a more thoughtful and implemented. Like, I I always liked the idea of motion controls, but there was just some games I feel like that didn't need it. I don't know. I just feel like there was something about moving a third person character like, you know, Travis and then having to swipe. That just didn't feel intuitive. But if it was like a specific, like a other kind of game where it's like uh what's a good example of like something that really oh um metroid i forget which one it was on the wii other like no it wasn't other m it was uh yeah it was the one yeah it was in first person yeah yeah prime yeah yeah like that just feels right like that you know like you're in first person like you're moving this this yeah like it just i was like that is awesome and uh, like that team just knew how to utilize it you know but everything else where it's like you're controlling a third-person ca- uh, character with the camera and stuff, I'm like, no, nah, I don't like this. Yeah, it. that is how and That's no why Heroes. Spectrobes. That didn't, that's, that's why I never got to ride up a Spectrobe. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest regret in life I is just, not riding on that Spectrobe. You're going to be in your deathbed like, <gasps> yeah. get the Wii. So, 
Where's Sandy at? I want to tell him my biggest regret. I need to ride a Spectral, please. I only got so much to live. Come on. Tell him to play the game up to that point, and I'll take over. <laughs> I just want to ride it, please. I just want to ride. Nah, yeah. Like, motion control-wise, because, like, attacking is only with A. Like, you really only do the motion controls for the kill animations and the wrestling moves and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty tame motion control game. Wow. But I don't okay. know if you would really like playing through this game again. I think you would enjoy playing like the second game. Yeah. I mean, dude, I've been in an RPG mood, my boy. I'm like, yeah. I'm itching, itching. <laughs> I, I, need, I, I need to press I don't attack. Know. It's, it's always around the this uh, time of the year where I get into like this gaming mood. Where I'm like, I don't want to work on anything. I don't want to do anything else. I want to hang out with anybody. I just want to sit here and just straight up, like, just game. 10 hours at a time. Bro, I <laughs> started know? writing in this journal, like, just, like, my thoughts in general. Like, I was saying. Oh, right, like, yeah. I, I still want Bro, to I've beaten 12 games. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't feel right to say. No, yeah, dude. No, when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm playing this now. I'm playing this now. I'm like. What How the, the fuck, fuck did you do in this? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't like, know. I, like, I just be blacking like, out on this couch, and then I'll go like, oh. like I was playing Only Mushi Two like the other day. I hit the first save, and it was like five hours. I was like, I've been sitting here for five hours. What the fuck? <laughs> and you just like no podcast, just straight. No one interrupts you. Oh no, no I'd be, I'd be having do... podcasts. Nah, don't don't get it twisted. I'd be having my. Uh, I almost said my Prager you. <laughs> I'll be having my little educational. Uh, that's when I normally put on the the long, uh, the long form three hours. Somebody's talking mm. about some social justice or conservative shit, and I just listen to it and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, this is good." That's me, dude. You're really me when I was 25. That's so funny. That's what I used to do with like warriors and shit, or like that's how I got through a lot of my games. Would I thought? In my mind, I was like, well, okay, video games might be wasting my time, but what if I can play them, but also listen to something of value that has some sort of educational like exactly. merit behind it? And so I'm like, okay, maybe I could learn something and then do this. And it never, like, none of it ever stuck, but I've been that's, watching yeah, that's this, what I would like, do. I've been binging this guy on YouTube. He was like a history teacher and then he became a YouTuber and he just like explains like the history of shit. Like, he explained like, neo-slavery like what happened to slaves after slavery i'm watching one now about like indians and how they were like pretty much eradicated like he just like goes over like all these topics of like history that like american mm-hmm. history because he's american history teacher that like they don't teach you in school and he's just like bro i was teaching people this and they don't even like this is not in the book like this shit is insane and then i'm yeah, wa- yeah, listening yeah. like oh wow that is kind of crazy Thanks for this yeah. four-hour video, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good way to, like, burn through stuff. And, like, um, I feel like now I played so many games not paying attention that now I'm like, I want to pay attention to some of the games that I'm playing. Like, there's moments even where I'm just, like, like even with the Back of the Rat games. Yeah, like, I'm like, I want to listen to it. I want to, like, think about it. I want to be in it, you know. Unless it's like a really like long RPG or something where I could like okay I already kind of know I'm 
I'm gonna go grind, so I already know what this is gonna be like. But I know this middle section. I, I cannot give a shit. This this sitting that I'm doing right now. All I'm gonna do is do side content, so I'm good with just yeah, watching exactly, something yeah. straight. So like now, I just have such a hard time pl- um, with certain games, like listening to like a podcast because I don't like forgetting the game that I'm playing or being like, wait, what? Like, I've beaten so many games, I'm just like, I don't even know what I've beaten anymore. I have to, like, look at my trophies and be like, do I remember that? And then th- now I now I get this feeling like I want to replay games. Like, I want to replay um, – I was telling you that I wanted to replay Arkham Asylum and I want to replay, like, Spider-Man. And I want to finally beat Red Dead 2 because I never beat that. And But I want to play Trails of Mana and I want to play, like, Final Fantasy Crisis Core. So I'm just like – but I what beat, do I do? you know, Crisis Core. I just can't remember. I'm like, I don't even fucking remember what happened. I want to replay yeah. uh, uh, Final Fantasy Type-0, which I think is on our list. So I'm going to wait for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, like, we're doing, hopefully this this season, uh, we're going to have, I mean, we've already had two, like, bangers already. Yeah. You know. Uh, but we've both, Musashi, I guess I never beat when I was younger. And you yeah, so that was good, and then this was good. Yeah, so you had and your childhood game. I had my childhood game. Yeah, so this is the very nostalgic season. Yeah. Um, final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on No More Heroes? Would you play the second one? Please? I would play. I would play the. <laughs> I would play the second one for sure, and I feel like it is a must play. Um. I think it's just in terms of art direction and in terms of story and there's just nothing like it. You know, I've played a lot of games and it pulls from a lot of things. I just feel like I would definitely tell someone like, yeah, play No More Heroes. It's like a fun, interesting, weird, disturbing, funny, sexy, silly. Like it's everything, you know, it's and it doesn't do everything great, but like it has all that in there. And um, Suda 51 or Goichi Suda, I think, is up there with, you know, some of the great game makers like um, Kojima. <laughs> what like, what name? the fuck? Uh, yeah. Miyamoto. <laughs> yeah, Miyamoto, Kojima, like auteurs, you know, uh, Ken Levine, you know, for Bioshock. Like, yeah. he's up there, like with people that are like, this is. John Carmax and all of them. Yep, he's up there for sure, you know. Um, you know, like you play their game and it's like, oh yeah, this is uh this kind this of game. And, game. Yeah. And that's and that's cool, you know, to cause it's it's trailblazing, I guess. You know, there's not many at least there wasn't many of these types of people. Um Hideo Kojima still being at the top for sure, but I think No More Heroes, uh I'm conflicted on it because it is one of my top ten games, and I feel like I have to justify that the more games I play and the more games, good games I play. Like, I don't want to knock it out of the top 10. It's still because, like, it's very influential to me. Like, I really enjoy the soundtrack. I really enjoy the characters. I really enjoy the gameplay. I really enjoy it. It was the first game as a kid that challenged me and the first game as a kid that, like, brought into my horizon as well, too. Because once I played No More Heroes... I was looking into other games. That's how I got into Devil May Cry. That's how I got into Bayonetta. That's how I got into all these other games because I was this is like, and I was trying to figure out what the fuck is that thing I did where I sides like the dark side. When the first time I did, I'm like, what did I do? 
what is that? I got to go on GameFacts.com and find out what I did and finding out and looking at YouTube videos of other people and seeing like, okay, they're playing Bayonetta. They're playing Tales of Vesperia. Like they're playing all these other games. Like it opened my world into like a different subsection of games. And I got to appreciate the game for that, for what it's done historically for me, as well as the fact that it's just a fun game. Mm-hmm. Will I play it again you know, in the next year? No, but <laughs> now, now that you damn, now that you put it that way, so beautifully put. I don't know if Musashi is this direct comparison to like your No More Heroes. I would say that the game that is like what you described for me, like that, is probably um, Shadow of the Colossus. I would say that's where I was like, what it made me think of like games differently and. You know, my dream is to be a film director. So I remember seeing that and being like, this is like, this is how I would want to do my movie. Like, this is fucking incredible. This like wide shot of fucking this dude riding on a horse, boring yeah. everyone to death because it probably wouldn't translate well to like a movie. <laughs> but like, and then just fighting this Colossus, minimal dialogue, and but it's still being emotionally resonant. Yeah, just, I don't know. But there's, I think there's other games that probably equal No More Heroes. Like, I feel like Dirge of Cerberus is going to be that. And then Musashi, definitely. Uh, I can see was, Dirge being that, that fit in that title for you more historically yeah. than Musashi. Yeah. I feel like Musashi yeah. was just something you were just like, yeah, I played that as a kid. But yeah, like, yeah. I didn't and really like play it, play it. No, yeah, I didn't like play the fuck out of it. I just played that first like section and or wait, no, I played a good maybe half of it or something. I I can't remember what I said um, or what I did, but the soundtrack was definitely more impactful than the overall game because I didn't beat the game. But um, but I yeah, that's I mean, kind of how uh, another game in this uh, season that we're gonna play is gonna be like which one? Should we just announce them? Fuck them! Fuck it! <laughs> uh, fucking yeah, Alpha I Protocol. Mean- like, I played oh. Alpha Protocol, but I never really played Alpha Protocol. Like, I think I did, like, the first mission and was, I like... I think there was a demo. Centri- yeah, or the demo, maybe. And I was, I like, think this I is the interesting. Demo. And then everybody talks about it, and it's, like, wow, it's, like, Spy Bioshock. I mean, Mass Effect. It's by Mass Effect. And I'm, like... Yeah, yeah. I haven't even played Mass Effect, so I, I don't have the context. I think... Wait, have you never played Mass Effect? I've only played Knights of the Old Republic from Bioware. I have not played any other Bioware game. Nigga. Oh my gosh. I haven't played anything, bro. I'm literally <laughs> going. Why do you think I play so many games? Because I really haven't played like anything, bro. I haven't played Sly Coopers. I haven't played God of Wars. I haven't played Jack and Daxters. I haven't played Final Fantasy into this fucking podcast. Oh, that's true. No, no, yeah, because you say that. That was your first time. I didn't Final even Fantasy. play uh, No More Heroes in, until. We played this one, and I was like, well, shit, let me just go around and play the rest of the games. Damn. Uh, you will definitely like those games, Mass Effect, for sure. I I mean, now they're dated, but and so, so many things have t- taken inspiration from them. But um, I think right now on, the, on PlayStation Plus, you get Mass Effect, the trilogy, for, yeah, for free. So, so, I mean, like, start with Mass Effect 2. I don't know. I've never played Mass Effect 1. That was, like, the PC or the Xbox one. So I don't know, like I know it's James. Started different. the second one. I feel like yeah, because because they're not like you can play two and three because that's it's it's kind of like Uncharted, like two and then three is like those are the good ones, and one's just like oh they were kind of figuring shit out, or like The Witcher, like you know the third yeah. one is the one that you would recommend like, to someone because the first two are like Ooh. yeah, it's like that. See, that's what I was saying earlier, where like 
talking about like Forspoken, where I was just like, I never really resonated with those games because like it's just like, oh, white man, gun, ooh. <laughs> you can make the main character in Mass Effect black if you wanted to. Okay, but he, I didn't know that. He's a black. Fucking... <laughs> and then he's a black shepherd. <laughs> Play it, I, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I was, I was a generic space nigga with a gun. He going white man with a gun. He going do shit like Uncharted. Oh, this white dude with a gun. He going what's he going to do? Jump and shoot people in the jungle. <laughs> you know, when you were telling me the uh, forespoken thing, it made me remember why I feel so opposite of you. Because I remember being young and people telling me that I had to like the person who was black because that's who looked like me. You know, especially like with superheroes, I remember like, oh, like nah, I disagree because I don't like Static Shock, and everybody used to be like, bro, Static Shock was that nigga, bro, Cyborg was that dude, and I'm like, those are yeah, the two like, lamest people, like Hawkman. That's exactly what. Those Green are what Lantern? I'm talking about. These niggas is yeah, lame. Where, it's, where it's like they wanted, oh well, because you're black, that's who you have to identify with. That's who you have to like, and I'm like, no, I like, uh, like I remember a specific argument with my friend, and it, it was over the X Men. And he's like, oh, yeah, shouldn't you like, you know, Bishop or like, uh, uh, I can't even think of anyone else that's black in, in X-Men, honestly. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, a Storm. And I'm like, they're cool, but my favorite is Wolverine like and, and Cyclops. He's like, that's my favorite. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, but yeah. they're black. You know, like you should identify with them more. And that, like back in the day, it was identified as a black. It was more like, oh, you should like them more because you know they're more like you. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. I don't like their power set. Their characters fine. I don't like know? anything. Yeah, I think Forspoken uh, it kind of hits for me because like now I really want to play Forspoken just so I can be like, let me see what the fuck. From the first initial look back when it was like project atlo whatever yes it looked was so like, cool yeah i was like what is this shit what is this i want this i want to play this i don't care what it is i want to play it and yeah i've kind of secluded myself so i didn't really understand the memes where people are like hi i'm black girl and i'm up in all isekai like i didn't really get that that meme because i was trying to dodge all spoilers and everything i just wanted to go into the yeah. game as blind as possible just knowing that i good ass gameplay and yeah. From what I've played, I really like the character of Frey. I like okay. how she is. And I said that back when they first revealed the box art where I was like, man, if I saw this box art as a kid, like how I was selling, like I I kind of gravitated towards like anime games. Yeah. Because like I don't like Call of Duty. I don't like burly shooter shooter band or yeah. sports games. Like I and I don't like playing Grand Theft Auto. So like only thing I really had was anime because I would try to make my own character and put them into those worlds to like immerse myself into those worlds. Yeah. And that was the fun part for me. And a lot of the times anime games allowed me to do that with like creative characters or whatnot and stuff like that. And like I think about that as a kid of like my outlook on games and like my perception of like more triple A or just in general, just games of that higher magnitude would have been if like there was like a cool black girl and then you look up at the GameStop monitor and they're like Forspoken is out now and you're looking at the gameplay you know how they have that little shitty GameStop yeah. news shit they play and I'm looking I'm like what the fuck is that yeah okay get that that's cool it's got a little what is this black girl doing all these cool ass powers <laughs> like that that like you know what I'm saying like it 
it is feel, a uh, it is weird what i like about it that it is like an isekai and it's just like some random person from like some urban neighborhood and or at least i think she is <clears throat> yeah i think she's from like and she's, brooklyn or some shit yeah she just pulled into like this situation um that's super fantasy like that you would absolutely see like a white protagonist or like a like a Geralt from the witcher or something being yeah. you know um so it is kind of cool in that sense um it's sort of like the way M- miles morales wears like sneakers or those dunks yeah you know with his you know where he kind of like brings like, doesn't a whole feel like uh like it feels like him it doesn't feel like they just did it just because that's that's the black spider-man it feels like miles morales would wear nike yeah. yeah 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 like and then like wearing a backpack and a hoodie and just kind of like making it his own so i don't That's know we'll see. i'm not that because in the like miles in the play uh, in the spider-man miles morales game like yeah. somebody walks up to him and they're like hey man it's good to have a black spider-man and he's like how do you know I'm, I'm black and it's like we all know bro <laughs> like they just know like trust me bro we know oh it's God. okay we know you're black <laughs> you're in a black suit you got nikes on yeah. you're black you're you only in yeah. in our neighborhood all right bro. Right. yeah all right nice try yeah nice try and it turns out he's white he's like oh okay he's wearing a do-rag and all that like, takes uh, it off i'm yeah. peter parker fuck i want you well, to have niggas to wear these the, nikes <laughs> I want you to what? go through all your cover arts and see how many white men with bald heads you see on your covers. You'll be astonished. How many gamers do you think are black? See, that's the thing. I feel like we're a minority in a minority. Because gamings gamers yeah. are already a minority. And then I feel like being a minority already in a minority. I don't that's a lot of minority. You know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. Like the black people that play video games are the casual gamers. They only gonna play 2K. They only gonna play GTA. They only gonna play you know whatever sports game or whatever shooting game they got. And then that's it. Like often, like we're a rarity that'll be like, I'll play a JRPG. I'll yeah. play this shit. I'll play whatever. Like I'll play a Choro Q. Like it's all yeah, it's all marketing. I mean, the main a lot of the 2K people like. I mean, this is probably wrong, but like all the covers of the 2K or like NBA, like they're all, it's all like, you know, the niggas like that are, it's all black guys, you know? Exactly. That's and what then, I'm saying. It's like, I'm either on the gangster <laughs> cover or I'm on a sports cover. There's no in yeah. between. Like, there's no, like, I don't see like a nigga just on the cover of like Tales a, of Arise. Yeah. Or, or a platformer or some shit. Yeah. Like, you don't see that. You know what I mean? So you yeah. kind of just, you kind of muted. It's it's kind of like the uh, Tyler Perry movies, or like those all black cast movies, where it's like now you're going yeah. too far, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it even feels worse when they start having white people in the Tyler Perry movies, like the Last <laughs> Medea. They had white people in there, and I was like, y'all got too much of a role. What are y'all doing? <laughs> like normally, y'all are here for a scene. Y'all are here for half the movie. What's what's going on here? This is Medea's yeah. family reunion. Like, so yeah, thank you guys for watching. Really appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys are enjoying season three so far. Uh, Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Leave us uh, positive feeds um, or positive comments uh, on podcast feeds. We appreciate it. Um, Sandy. All right, guys. Peace out. We love you.